Yeah, I really, I really like these events because it opens my eyes to other breweries. It where yeah. it's, it's always so easy to just stay, like, play it safe. Like we talked about yeah. this last episode, it's easy to play it safe and um, just kind of stick to what you know, and then you get caught up in all these adventurous new ones, and you forget about those, and then slowly you kind of migrate back to it. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio or email us at host at TasteBCRadio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. All right, Jeff, what do you got for me? Well, okay, first of all, let's talk about the fact that this is a bonus episode. Oh, our first okay. bonus episode. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so as the listener can tell, this is a very sneaky bonus episode. I guess we announced it last week, but this is going to come out sometime between August 16th and September 1st. So we'll probably aim for around a, a week in between. Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to do today was just kind of talk about what we've done all summer and all the cool events we've gone to in BC. I have quite a list of things actually that I've done and I'll try to keep it nice and concise without rambling too much. Dan, you've done some stuff that you're pretty excited about too, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not as many cool events as you have, but I'll try to contribute as best I can. That's okay. You can just listen and be jealous about me and I'll just be jealous that you bought a house. So <laughs> it'll, it'll work out. It'll work out for the best. So before we get into that, though, I want to talk about a few things. A, a bit of a plea, actually, for our listeners. Uh, if if you like the show and you want it to continue and you want to give us feedback, we really, really do appreciate and would love to get ratings and reviews. If you're listening in Spotify, which it seems like most of you are, all you have to do is look at the episode and on the top left, right underneath our picture, there'll be a little button where you can rate. So if you want to give us a little rating, we get enough of those in, we can tell whether or not people are liking what we're doing or, or have any feedback. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you can leave specific reviews as well. Those would be really helpful for us. You don't even actually have to listen on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the website and, and review us there. Or you can send us a message on Instagram or send us an email. Those handles are what, Dan? Uh, TasteBC Radio. <laughs> Taste BC Radio for Instagram or Facebook, and uh, the email is host at tastebcradio.ca. Make sure you do .ca, because .com will not go through to us. Yes, .com is not a thing. I have taken, (laughs) each time in the intro, I call it .com. But we are Canadian, so we are using a .ca. Absolutely. And yes, we do, we want to hear feedback from you guys. We want to know that what we're doing you guys are enjoying and if you want to hear different things we want to know so we can make this the best show that it can be it's also great for asking questions if you have any or giving suggestions of places to go there is absolutely no way that the two of us alone will know everywhere to go in bc that should be highlighted so suggestions will be very helpful to go check places out even if you think that it's too far away it doesn't mean it can't be added to the list because we do like to both go for road trips and travel and eventually maybe one day we'll do on a go on a big grand tour of bc and try to hit up as many places as possible so absolutely oh and we'll record each night as well that would be cool suggestions feedback ratings 
um, reviews. They, they help us out so much. The best thing that you can do is share with your friends and leave a rating and a review on your platforms. So we very much appreciate that. Also, I'd like to point out a very cool feature that we've developed, and it is a map on Google Maps that you can subscribe to as a user or just go visit, and you can see every single place that we ever talk about in these shows. And as the shows get released, I add the locations to the map, and if there's multiple locations, all of them will be added. And the best way to get to that is to go to our Instagram and look at the link in bio, and there is a direct link to the map that you can open up and get access to it. I'll also put a link in the show notes for anybody who wants to just go through that. But with that map, you can actually subscribe on your Google Maps account or your Gmail account. And when you open up Google Maps, it'll come up as a little blue icon of that location. And you can click on it and it'll say what episode we talked about it in and who specifically talked about it. And then if there's any other notes. The only thing to note is a couple of them are distributions only. So for example, we talked about Nude. Nude doesn't have a storefront, but they have a distribution center. So that's on there, but you can't go visit it. But other than that, most of the places are... Places where you can go in, walk in, sit down, drink, eat, whatever. Absolutely. make a. You can use it to plan your day and visit as many places in Vancouver or Victoria as you can. And with at least four places that we talk about every episode, it's getting populated actually quite quickly. Yes, absolutely. All right, Jeff, let's hear about your summer of adventure. So I'm not quite going to go chronologically, but one of the first things I did this summer was in the beginning of June, we went up to Oliver for my triathlon. Oliver is obviously well known for its wines. And we did mention in that episode that we were talking about Moon Cursor and Volcanic Hills that Kalina and I went to the wine village and we didn't get a chance to go to all of the wineries. But all of these small tasting rooms for the wineries, all in a circle around facing each other. And then inside of that circle is all this tremendous amount of seating area. And so each of the tasting rooms, huts basically. Yeah. You can go in and you can taste, do a tasting as if you were at the winery and then walk 50 meters to the next one and just work your way all the way around the circle. There's 12 wineries and and there's also one brewery and one distillery there. So just a, a, a bit of a breakup there. So the wine village is super cool because it allows you to, first of all, it allows you to access all of these wineries without driving all over a Soyuz or all over the, the the landscape there to try to find the different wineries, which means you don't necessarily have to worry about driving. So you can just take a cab or you can get a ride from someone and to wherever you're staying and you can go and you can try all of the different wineries. Now, fortunately, the Trading Post Brewing that's there as well has a full kitchen. And what's interesting about the place is Trading Post actually has the license for the center portion of the wine district. So if you're eating food, you can sit anywhere and you can drink from Trading Post, but you can't drink from any of the wineries. So you could go get a glass of wine and sit on one of their patios, but you can't go out into the main, like the main area. So they, I guess they have just the way the licensing works because it's oh. BC and the licensing sucks here. Fair so a couple highlights. Uh, Ink Me, which you talked about in our Canada Day episode, is there. Also, there's a winery called Nice Wines, <laughs> which is a type of rock I learned in a geology class. So it, it's like similar to marble. So, yeah. um, but I like kind of the play on words. Although some people pronounce it Ganese or Nice or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Fair enough. 
anyway, so yeah, a bunch of different wineries. Super nice area. Really easy to get to. It's right on... Uh, you pass it on the way into Oliver on the highway there. So you can't miss it. Nice. Um, when we went, it was kind of drizzling a little bit. And so there was virtually no one there, which was really great because we were able to just go wherever we wanted. And we got food from Trading Post Brewing as well, which was delicious. Yeah. The beer was good. Definitely something to check out if you're in that area. It'll save you a whole lot of driving. Obviously, not every winery is is there, but it's a great little a great little combination. It's like a wine hub. Yeah, a little hub for everything that you could you could want to be seeing there. So, super interesting, super great place to go, and highly recommended if you're passing through or near the Oliver area. And you can bring your dog too, as long as you keep him on leash, which is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. great. And we had our dog with us, and it was great. Oh, that's perfect. When you look at the, it's a really neat layout. All of them kind of look like miniature homes. Yeah. And then like with this big like ring in the middle, which I'm not sure what that represents, but it looks really cool. Oh, it's like, um, the, the ring in the middle is, is like a covered. Actually, these, these renderings don't really do justice to the way that it actually looks in person. Oh, really? Okay. It's more of an open space in the middle and it's actually recessed down and they have kind of like water features and stuff. Oh, wow. So it's really, yeah, it's really pretty in there. And when we were there, there was actually only about maybe 30 people in the whole wine village. And wow. two of groups that were there were bachelorette parties. So, <laughs> so, so I, I can see it being very successful for that as well. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> that would be a good place to go. So on the other side of the scale, going from wine feature right into brew feature there is a a company called Bruhala, and Bruhala puts on these events where they rent out a big grassy space and then they put up a b- bunch of fences and they have stages for musicians and then a bunch of beer tents from places all over so we went to a Bruhala in Fort Langley. Yeah. My wife and I went with a friend and we got to try a bunch of beers. And then we also went to one in Port Moody with my dad, mom, sister, and brother-in-law, which was the same company, um, but a lot of different breweries. Super cool event. So you buy tickets ahead of time. And then you, yeah. when you get there, you get a little beer tasting glass and then these wooden tokens. And then you use the wooden tokens at the tent to try the beers in exchange for money. So you can buy them all from one place and you get as many tokens as you want and you can get them like deals. So, you know, it's two bucks for a token or you can get 22 tokens for or 11 tokens for 10 bucks, whatever the the math is to save a bit of money on it. Right. And a bunch of breweries were there. And one in particular I want to talk about is a brewery that they're brewing actively, but they're not they don't have an open location yet and they're planning on opening just kind of just south of granville island in vancouver they're actually available in a ton of liquor stores around bc and what they had was really really high quality simple beers and we got to try a golden ipa which was just perfectly balanced really simple really nice and their their logos are really great they have just kind of cascading colors along their cans and then just a picnic table just the oh, size view cool. of a picnic table and their te- their setup at the tent was just a picnic table and then the keg was just on it and they were just kind of like party kegging <laughs> from it it was awesome oh that's so cool the name of the brewery is called brewing august 
And okay. so the picnic table kind of forms an A, which is like the A for the... But it was <laughs> what was really great was we were walking around and we didn't we had never heard of this place before. Yeah. And we just see these people wearing t-shirts to say it's a great day for August. And we're like, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's May. And then, <laughs> then we realized that it was the brewery. So anyway... <laughs> Anyway, they're really good and simple, and I can't wait to see what they do once they have their own space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm definitely going to rush out to try them once they open the space because it's it was a really good experience. It was one of the the highlights actually of of the beers that I tried, and uh, we did get the deal package, so there was probably six or seven different ones that we got to try, which was awesome. That's excellent. Can you buy more tokens when you're there or is it just part of your- Yeah, so your ticket comes with three tokens and then you can yeah. buy tokens as you wish. So there was a, another booth where you could go and it was like 20 bucks for 22 tokens or something like that. Or, right. Or I guess it was for 12 tokens, 11 tokens, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Whatever the pricing was on it, it was, it obviously made economical sense to buy the bigger package. So then you're going and you're going to... And you're going to yeah. drink them all. Because they're, they're little three or four ounce tasters, right? Yeah. So it's just, just like getting a flight at multiple breweries. Yeah, exactly. It was like getting a flight, but you got to choose a bunch of different breweries. And you didn't have to carry them all around in one. And so <laughs> then there was there was music playing. And people were dancing and having a great time. And it was one of the oh, first wow. like big events I went to since COVID kind of let up this year. Yeah. Which it was really nice. Because it was super busy, but it was all outdoors. So it felt really safe. And it felt good to, to be there, which was nice. Yeah. And then another one that I was really enamored with was a, a brewery called Townsite Brewing, and they're from Powell River, BC. So the ones that we got to try, uh, if memory serves, was a White Peach Ghost, or Gosa, depending how you decide, and a Mystery Reef Hazy IPA. Oof. And so those were both just awesome. Got to try yeah. both of them. They have a ton of really fun beers. They have one called Pog, which is passion fruit, orange guava. They have a lemon lime goes. Yeah, so really, really good, high quality beers. Again, they were definitely the brewery from the furthest away at this particular event. Yeah. Which is also interesting because a lot of them were super local, like the Chilliwack, the Abbotsford, the Langley's breweries. And it was kind of the idea was to be able to showcase them all in one spot, the kind of the same way that Wine Village was. Uh, But then to have this one from so far away was really cool because I've been wanting to actually go to Powell River for a while now because there's some really good rock climbing up there. But uh, it's just another excuse to go up. So super cool. (laughs) There there you go. And then the, the Port Moody one, it was good. It was a little bit smaller. Oh, I didn't mention at the first... At the one in Langley, there was 28 breweries and one winery. Yeah. Sorry, 27 breweries, one meadery, and one winery. Oh, mead. I thought mead, you said meat. Yeah. I thought you said meat. No. I was like, and then oh. they obviously they had a bunch of food trucks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The one in Port Moody was a little bit smaller. There was only 23 breweries, but still, that's, again, one that I want to talk about specifically. It's called Fomer's Folly, and their their logo is just an X, like, like a railroad crossing X with just yeah. Fomer's Folly on it. Yeah. And then, um, like, the first thing you see when you open their website is that X, and it says, uniquely adventurous. Yes. So so they're obviously doing things different already, starting with just the names of the beer alone. Yeah. For example, they have a swallow carrying a coconut, and it's a coconut <laughs> hazy IPA. <laughs> they have yada yada IPA, Beetlejuice, which is a beet, blueberry, and blackberry sour. She's yep. a rainbow, which is a blood orange ghost. Here comes the Haze, Hazy Pale Ale. So super fun names beers, super fun looking beers. Uh, one of my favorite labels that they have is just, you know those 
old classic mechanic shirts and then they have the white patch on the blue shirt and yeah. it just has their name and it says mechanic on it well yeah. this has like one of those on the can printed like obviously like uh printed on and it just says dad beer <laughs> and it's a west coast pilsner so oh that's fantastic um, and then also they have one with someone doing like the hang 10 and it's called pinkies out tropical sour Ooh, so I yeah super one. fun yeah. They have one, the Here Comes the Haze is, they've got a hop and a wheat, like a beaker or Bunsen, whatever, um, <laughs> walking across like Abbey Road and the, the Beatles logo oh for Abbey Road. Gosh. Oh, and I just noticed they also have a mum beer as well. So they have a oh. dad beer and a mum beer. So the mum <laughs> beer is a lager and the dad beer is a pilsner. So, Oh, that's awesome. That, that, that won't do for my mum and dad, but <laughs> maybe the average. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I have been to that one. Yeah, a friend of mine in Coquitlam, uh, we went there after after working. Amazing. Yeah, super, super cool brewery as well. Really nice. And, like, the beer is, like, everything you expect it to be and and more. Like, it's just so well done. And they, they like to play with different flavor profiles. And, oh, they just do a fantastic job. I love them. Love them. I always look for their beers in the, on shelves in liquor stores because they're always so, so good. Okay, so... Though those were it for the big beer festivals, and then I had I got to go to this small beer festival, which was hosted by ABC Brewing, which is in New West, and it was a sour beer festival. And so I went with my sister and her partner, and the four of us. It was a smoking hot day. There was Il Sauvage there, Daggerad was there. ABC did their own sour, and they did a slushy sour as well, which was super cool. Oh. There was and there was there was more there as well. Those were the notable ones that I I tried specifically. There was a couple other ones I can't remember the names off the top of my head. Yeah, but yeah, so super interesting. But there were a couple beers that were not sours, but the whole focus of it was specifically sours, which obviously right. is trending right now. So my sister obsessed with sours. We said, okay, we have to go to it. So it was a free event, free to go to, and then you would just have to pay. Well, you'd have to buy tokens and then and then yeah. pay for them, uh, obviously. Yeah. The only complaint I had with it was that it was so hot out, and that's obviously yeah. nothing that they can do about it. But no, um, no, they had little like water misting, and then they had like an inside area which was protected from the sun. They had paid someone to come play acoustic guitar and sing for them, and oh. it was really pleasant. It was really small, and uh, there's a like a jerk food, like a Jamaican food jerk chicken place around the corner that you could order straight to your table from and they would walk it over to you. No way. Which is oh, super that's cool. So cool. Yeah. So that was that was a really good one. All of these events I would I would easily go back to and if anybody has desire to, I'm sure they'll be running next year, so definitely check them out. Yeah. Oh, I love a good sour and especially on a hot day. I'm I'm happy to hear that Il Sauvage was invited to the party cuz like that they're they have some fun, like most of their beers are sours and they're just so so good. Yeah, and that's that's like this one specifically. I was when I tried the spruce tip beer. Yes, yeah, and that's what made me know who they even were when when you were asking me what was in the cup. So, <laughs> oh, perfect. A couple really quick ones as well. So on the same weekend as the sour party, two of my favorite breweries were having their anniversary parties. Oh my god! So we had the sour festival on the saturday no i'm sorry yeah so all of that was happening on the same weekend so on the saturday we went to the sour festival in the morning and then we went up to studio brewing for their 
block party and they had brought in a bunch of vendors and there was food trucks i think two food trucks and it was kind of like a little crafts market almost as well there was people selling candles and a couple different sponsors selling kind of like clothing and that kind of stuff and then they were having a big you know dj and everything it was super fun there as well didn't get to spend a ton of time there because we spent a lot of time at the sour festival and then the next day on the sunday was steel and oaks anniversary party and they had opened up their whole back kind of parking lot area oh into a giant goodness. into a giant uh patio and so they had gotten a temporary license for that so they could and they had opened up all their warehouse doors so there was four different bars where you can get different types and each one was serving i think four different beers so they had oh like, all gosh. their beers available there that was super <laughs> fun they were handing out temporary tattoos of their logos which uh one of one is a t-rex carrying a little keg another one was a a red little wacky wavy inflatable tube man and so we have a bunch of friends now from that are associated with steel and oak because we're part of their run club and so a a group of us were there and that was awesome and then we got some extra of the temporary tattoos and those are the ones that we wore during the race i I recognize the description of the (laughs) (laughs) t-rex Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, so those were that was a really busy, super fun weekend. So a bit of a change of pace here. I also went to Planted Expo, which was an all-plant-based food expo. Oh, cool. In BC Place. And it, the whole place was jam-packed full of vendors. And, okay, the one thing I don't like about these expos is sometimes there's vendors there that don't sell their product in Vancouver. <laughs> and they're... Because what they're doing is they're trying to get like places to pick them up. So it's not just for the consumer, but it's also for the retailer. Oh, that's kind of annoying. And so they go in and they say, oh, like, here's my, here's my card. I want you to carry me in your, in your store or whatever. Yeah. So it's frustrating to see this like amazing product and then not be able to get it anywhere. Oh. And then there's some that are there that you can't buy, but they're like, oh, we're going to be out next month. And it's like, great. This is perfect advertising. So I totally get that. Yeah. So there was some really amazing food. And so I've been to a lot of food expos in the past. But this one, this one was out of control with the samples. The sizing was so big. I got full ice cream bars, full tacos. There was endless amounts of cheeses you could try. Yeah. There was even food trucks in there. But it was at that point, it was like, I don't even want to eat the food because I've eaten so much here. Um, I did anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, but by the time we were... So we were there kind of right at the opening at, at 9, 9.30 we, we got there. And yeah. by the time we were leaving at around 12.31, a lot of the places had started cutting back their sample sizes. Right. So if you do go to it, make sure to go early in the morning when everyone's super generous. So yeah, really cool. Uh, most of them... Most of them are from BC. There's a couple from international, a couple from out of province, Alberta or Saskatchewan or whatever. But for the most part, most of the places were all from BC and just serving really incredible options. There was also non-food options. Like there was some elixirs or non-alcoholic spirits. There was a lot of like sanctuaries. There was a few clothing brands. There was Mm -hmm. some bamboo like dishware like not dishware um like straws and and brushes and like that kind of stuff right so super cool that it's a it's a big party it's worth going to you if you go early enough you also get a goodie bag and it's got like magazines and and stuff like that 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 might be of interest to people as well so um super fun event to go to really reasonably priced too i think tickets were like 10 bucks or something wow so yeah. basically checks off everything that I love about a food expo, which is big portions and cheap tickets. Done. Yeah. Uh, 
I am coming over there next year. <laughs> yeah. If they have it's it. It's awesome. And it was, it's also funny because they had to postpone their one last year. So it's only been about six or seven months since the last one. Sweet. Yeah. So it's oh, cool. <laughs> hopefully they do another one because I'll be making, I'll be booking a ferry. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then another thing that I did, which was really interesting, but it wasn't like a party. It was, I, for the first time, made my own kombucha. What? No way. Yes. So I made it from a kit. My sister got me for my birthday a while ago. And so basically it was from a company called Hoochie Booch. <laughs> and they sell these kits that you can get. And it gives you the jar and the thermometer and the, the, the straw, everything you need for it, including the tea and the sugar and whatever. It's all portioned out. So all you have to do is get distilled water. What? Which you can either, either distill yourself or you can buy a jug or you can use a filter or whatever. You boil that. You make the tea from it. And then you add the sugar, dissolve it, you let it sit for a couple of days, right temperature, whatever. And it's it's really easy to do. Wow. It, it's super, super easy to do. It took probably about 15 minutes of total work for the whole thing. Wow. But there's a lot of sitting around because you have to wait for it to ferment and you have to whatever. And then once you get to a certain point, you can say, okay, taste it. Do I like the flavor now or do I want it to be less sweet and more fizzy? And so... The longer you leave it, the the less sweet it gets and the more sugar gets converted and it becomes more carbonated. And you can also age it a bit once it's... So you put like a cloth covering on top of it so it can breathe a bit. Yeah. And then you can also cover it or so you can uh, seal it after that. And then that'll add carbonation. And then once you get it to a level where you like the carbonation, then you put it in the fridge and then you can... It'll stay pretty much there the rest wow. of the time. That's so cool. Yeah, so super cool. Uh, the kits, the kit that I got came with two portions worth, and it makes about four liters. Wow. Somewhere between three and a half and four liters of, of kombucha each um, portion worth. So right. I made some without flavoring, and I made some with a little bit of vanilla sweetener in it. Ooh. And so it was just kind of a vanilla. I, I would really like to make a ginger one, but I haven't figured out how to do that in a, a way i'd probably have to make like a ginger syrup or something and, right. and then do that so it was kind of a last minute decision when i realized how much kombucha i had to add the vanilla in so i wanted to see how it would work and if i liked it with a bit of sweetener in it or not one thing that i found was that i left it for about twice as long as it suggested to age because i liked it a lot more tart yeah. so adding the sweetener ended up balancing that out so that was good good but yeah if you have the time and you're interested and you love kombucha as much as I do, I definitely suggest doing that. It was super, super cool. What was the, what did it taste like with the unflavored one? Just like the tea that it came made or came with? Yeah. It tasted like fermented tea. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, it was, it was good. It tasted like black tea. It wasn't, it tasted like an iced tea that was fizzy and not sweet. And it had like a bit of a sharpness to it. Nice. It had, just kind of like a hint of like a vinegary taste to it. Ooh. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm sold. I kind of want to try that. It was, what was the company called again? Hoochie Booch. Hoochie Booch. Hmm. Nice. I'm going to try it. Yeah. And yeah, that that's all of the like food and drink excitement that I had this summer. Um, what about you? Did you do, <laughs> do anything fun? um not food and drink related unfortunately Uh, although we went to like the strawberry festival in elk lake 
Or I guess technically at that point it's Beaver Lake, uh, which is just right by our house, which is cool. And we had to go and park. And it's just like a really fun kind of kids festival that we just wanted to go look at. They always have like vendors and food and uh, little people selling different things. And then there's a, a like a big, they had like a big inflatable park basically. Like it was just inflatable thing after inflatable thing after inflatable thing and it was a bunch of like obstacle courses that you just watch like kids like bail on and like just run around having a great time it was pretty cool it was the kind of first time we went back to like a festival since covid and again all outdoors you feel pretty safe there and it was just really neat to see the community of being able to spend time together again so that was really nice Unfortunately, we missed the beer festival that they had in Langford at the Starlight Stadium there, which is the first beer festival Langford has ever hosted. I heard it was so busy, it took like an hour and a half just to get into the place. So it's obviously very popular and uh, pulled like a huge crowd. So I hope they do it again because I would love to be able to go. Yeah, my summer has consisted with buying a house. <laughs> and then it's taken up a, like a lot of my time uh, figuring out in terms of like res- renovations and lining people up to improve the house that we moved into and that's been super cool and my wife and I I think like the coolest thing we've done was go to Whistler recently and uh, so we got to spend that for our second uh, wedding anniversary we spent like three or four days in Whistler which was really fun got to check out the local beer scene there which is good we really got into like the cocktail bars there, um, especially like the Raven Room in Whistler Village, which is just phenomenal. Oh my gosh, they do so many cool cocktails. They had like a punch bowl that you could order that you could order for like two or four people, and it came in this like beautiful like glass kind of crystal like bowl, and then you have like these two kind of glass teacups that you drink them out of, and they're so good. Oh, it was delicious. You know what that uh, reminds me of? I remember seeing the picture of it. It kind of yeah. reminds... You know in National Lampoon's when yes. they have the eggnog bowl? Yes. Except yeah. that the the giant bowl for the eggnog is like a wine glass because yeah. it's like yeah. up on a thing. But the, <laughs> the little antler cups on the side and the sipping <laughs> on that. Like that's what that reminded that picture reminded me of was you guys oh. dri- dripping out of those. 100%. Yeah. It was so cool. And then like just the food and the nightlife in Whistler is just super fun. And my wife and I tried kind of trail mountain biking for the first time ever, which went really well. And we're thinking we might splurge and buy some bikes ourselves so we can bike around in Vic- Victoria yes. on some trails, which would be super fun. Then the other really event of our summer was getting COVID. So that. <laughs> right. I forgot. Just, no, yeah. Not a super fun event. Not a super fun event, but. Um, I'm hoping next next summer, like we're gonna get out to more festivals and stuff like that. And I think the Victoria Wine Festival is coming up in September, and I think I'm off work, so I might go check that out. So it's an international wine festival, so that's right there, wine and festival that has me my name written all over it. So might go check out that out. So I might have to do another bonus episode of Danny's uh, or Dan's fall and winter adventures. <laughs> the the next quarterly update. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but definitely not as exciting as Beer Forward as your summer was. Man, I'm jealous. Oh, I miss beer festivals. Yeah, we might have to do make this special uh, episode a quarterly event with all the uh, event, food and drink events uh, going on in BC. Yeah. <laughs> we, what we should do is we should do it before the summer and get people pumped up for it. 100%, yeah. yeah. Name, like, the festivals that we're going to go to during the summer? Yeah. 
There's, there's one more totally not food related thing that I did this summer that I was really jazzed on. And you've done similar. We, I took you there for your Ooh. bachelor party, Wild Play Adventures. And so yes. we went to the one in Maple Ridge. And basically, it's you climb up in a tree and then you do a bunch of obstacle courses in the trees. And so for people that have never done it before, that's going to sound like it doesn't make any sense. To be honest, <laughs> the whole the whole thing was interesting. We we're probably the oldest people there actually doing the courses. There was a ton of kids. I think it was maybe during spring break or school had just yeah. gotten out or something because there was so many kids there. The people working there were maybe average age 18 years old. So for a group of 30-ish year old people coming and deciding that they wanted to do it, I wanted to do it for my birthday because I'm a child inside. Um, And so when we went and did it, it was, I I had the time of my life. It was so much fun. Yeah. And you kind of get used to it being scary and up high and you kind of forget. But then they have, you know, level one, two, and three, and then they have the extreme park as well. And for whatever reason, we got held up before we started. And so they gave us the extreme park for free. And we're like, okay, sure, whatever. We'll take it. We were fine being held up five minutes. No big deal. Yeah. And so most of us did the extreme park as well. And man, that was a workout. Yeah, I was sore after. Oh, that was it. So that was the other thing we did in Whistler is we did one of the ropes courses out there. Because I remember like I almost used it as like a way to like get over my fear of heights. So I like... Because I remember I couldn't do like the expert one on my on my bachelor party there because I was too too scared of the height. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I got to prove myself. I got to do it. So I ended up doing getting up to expert, which is pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah, but it is so much fun and it is a workout. Like I had to stop before doing like the last one because my yeah. arms were just yeah. so tired. It's yeah. ridiculous. It was. It's awesome. It's so fun. Yeah, I I love it. I would go back in a heartbeat. So oh, highly recommend. sounds like sounds like the Maple Ridge one is where it's at. Okay, a couple other things. Just some housekeeping that I wanted to talk about from previous episodes. So a couple episodes ago, I talked about a journalist named Justin McElroy. Mm-hmm. I have been since informed that the proper pronunciation is Justin McElroy. So ah. Justin McElroy. Uh, it is still spelled M-C-E-L-R-O-Y, but in the interest of good faith journalism, I think it's worth pronouncing his name properly. So I think um, I think that's just a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so everyone go take a look at that. It was in the show notes of episode five, uh, a link to his blog, specifically the, the breweries in BC, the rating from 143 to number one. Uh, he does a lot of other journalism, political and, and otherwise. Uh, in the Vancouver area and occasionally ranks stuff as well. And then I also had a question that I figured that we could find the answer to, Dan. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I wasn't entirely successful, but I did get enough that is worth uh, talking about. And so in the Phillips episode, you mentioned that he had to go get little stubbies because there was a glass shortage in 2001. You did not find out what the glass shortage... You did, didn't you? That's awesome. So I didn't officially find out the cause of the glass shortage. But okay. there was a major energy crisis in that year. And I'm uh, assuming it's related. Oh, okay. And I believe what happened was that there was a natural gas shortage. And so that caused plants and factories to slow down and cause supply chain issues. Uh. Now, interestingly, one of the reasons why I couldn't find the answer, or one of the reasons why I think I couldn't find the answer to this, is because when yeah. I typed in Canada glass shortage... I got articles from the last six months saying that Canada is currently going through a national glass shortage due to supply chain issues because of the repercussions of COVID. So here we are again. 
Now, the reason why I assume we probably haven't seen much about it is because it seems like most breweries are are transferring into cans. cans. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of cans, though, uh, it was also my dad mentioned to me that one of the reasons why growlers probably are becoming less popular is because a few, only a few years ago, that was really the only way you could take away a lot of craft beers from breweries. Right. Whereas now it's so easy for them to can. They get co-packs or, or whatever, and they sh- they share facilities with other places, so it becomes cheaper for them, and, and you can access most of them by cans. There's not really any point unless right. you have enough people to drink that much beer. Now, for someone like me, not a problem. Yeah, but, me neither. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was an interesting point as well. Oh, very good. Maybe we should, because I really like the Growler. I, I just like, I like the look of them and like they're su- super neat and like a lot of breweries get really creative with them. I wonder if it'd be worth like saving a lot of them because they'll be like antiques in the future of like, yeah, this eventually, is how we just... I imagine so. Yeah. They were our flower pots at our wedding. <laughs> oh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bunch of, Perfect. bunch of Growlers from different breweries and stuff. So. Oh, so cool. Great day. Yeah, so- that was a great day. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I have for this episode. I hope that everyone enjoyed listening to it. It was fun to reminisce on the summer and hopefully our falls are just as exciting. Absolutely. I'm hoping to have a more exciting fall. <laughs> yeah, well, don't buy a new house and then maybe you should be fine. Uh, yes, I will. I will try not to. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for this very special special bonus leg of our journey this special episode was recorded edited and produced by jeff wilson and me dan Kavanaugh. you can continue the journey and check out as much as i can put in the show notes from this episode and make sure to follow us at taste bc radio on instagram and facebook and we'd love to have you join us on our community on patreon tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app in the meantime make sure to rate and review the show Like we said before, this really helps us grow and we really do appreciate the feedback. All right. Until next time, support local and keep keep it tasty. tasty. You ready? Yep. Now. Okay. One, two. Nice. We're getting better at that. (laughs) Ooh, I've been there. It's so good. You've been to this brewery? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's so good. In Powell River? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so <anyway>, they had... <laughs> All right, so... Sorry. Oh, good. I just realized I didn't have the information about the very first one I wanted to talk about. Up. <laughs> what's that? What's that freaking wine village called? No, I haven't been to that brewery. Sorry, I was thinking of a different one. You were thinking of the one in Parkside, weren't you? Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 Damn it. Never mind. Let me just do that again, because that was super awkward. And that was super fun. They had a couple... I was trying to remember what the word for food trucks was. (laughs) And make sure to follow us at TasteBC on Instagram and Facebook, as we'd love to have you... Tune in next time for uh, to find out what we will be tasting next. And never miss an episode by... Spruce. Hmm. <laughs> Keep it tasty. Pow, 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 pow. Nice. Air yeah. high five. <laughs> that was fun. That was good. I like it.